Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But are you a beginner or a big old kook? There is a difference, you know. And since there's many ways to kook it, you should stick around. Cause hey, if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't stress it, cause everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason for this podcast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. So untangle your leash and get ready to learn. The KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. And I'm Coach Ev, checking in on a Sunday, sunny Monday. (laughs) And we started the surf coaching and education resource, the surf continuum. Hey, what's happening, Brother Ev? Hey, it's all good on my end, brother. Stoked to, to get on another call, another recording with you, and talk about some of our surfing inspiration, some of the, the ones on the top of our list. Yeah, that's right. That's what we're doing today, surfing inspirations. And, uh, well, why don't you kick us off? Who's yours? Uh, first and foremost, Uncle Anthony, Santa Cruz surfer extraordinaire. Uh, Hell yeah. Was the, the guy who first pushed me into my first waves and paddled me out and we've been on this surfing journey basically together this whole time so um, it's it's great to think about like where where we started and where we're at now and um, I'm psyched to talk about it how about cool, you cool uh, actually I was thinking about this and I decided to do my dad who's not a surfer at all <laughs> awesome awesome <laughs> Well, actually, you know what? Let me adjust that. He is a surfer because uh, when we were growing up, and he's a sailor, he uh, he rode waves on a sailboat. Yeah. <laughs> kind of one of those thrill seekers that took his Hobie cat out into the ocean and uh, like looked for little sandbars and went surfing. That's so, so cool. Uh, I, I'm, I would love to do that with, with you guys one of these days. I've, I've heard so much about him and finally got to meet him. Uh, this past year and that's just something that I want to do with you guys you know learn about sailing a little bit and and uh, I've I've seen people doing that you know surfing Hobie cats out out on the open ocean swells and it's just super intriguing to me so go ahead yeah yeah, keep keep talking about your dad well all right so um let's see you know I mean geez they used to joke about you know how I before I even learned how to walk, I learned how to sail, um, because you know back when I was a grom, like before I could walk grom, I uh, my dad would take his bike. You know we had one car, so my mom would go to church and my dad would go to his church and he'd pedal his bike all the way up the road to the the little local beach where he kept his boat, put me on the trampoline of a, a Hobie 16 while he rigged it up and got the sails up and. You know, it kind of reminds me of like some of those surfer dads you see where they they're so competent, so proficient at what they do that they're so comfortable taking their little, you know, their little baby, their infant or toddler on a surfboard, catching waves and like doing all, you know, in the crowd and the waves in this environment that you can't entirely control, taking this little grom with them and, and doing their thing. And uh, so that was him, you know, and there was a couple sketchy parts, I think, about this whole journey, you know, not just raising sails and like keeping your eye on a little little guy who could roll off. <laughs> but, um, you know, he, he I think he had to like drop the mast to make it under this one really low bridge and then re rehoist the, the the mast and the sails afterwards and then finally be out in the free 
the open bay, okay. you know, so you could just go sailing around. But um, yeah, I mean, since since then, you know, up until I was like nine or ten, before I really started surfing, uh, we were sailing, and I was learning all about, you know, tides, wind water movement all the kind of things you need to consider even as a surfer too mm -hmm. and you know i really accredit a lot of like my awareness or early awareness you know i think when you're a beginner surfer you don't think about those things you're just like how do i catch a wave how do i catch a wave and uh being an early surfer i kind of went right into it knowing like to pay attention to those things that take other people maybe some more time to realize how important they are in surfing right it's it's huge. It's a huge feather in your cap, and I th you know I think if more people had that under their belt, they'd just be more knowledgeable and have have like a, just a greater respect for the ocean. Yeah, for sure. You know, and um, yeah, well, basically as simple as that. You know, I just had a great head start by being a waterman in a different kind of a way and learning how to just you know feel wind, smell weather you know, and, and see, see water movement, you know, in ways that, uh, you know, it takes a long time to develop. So I got started early and young before I even had in my mind whatsoever, you know, like riding waves and standing on surfboards. And then, and then, yeah, like I was saying, like he, um, he eventually like found this little spot. I was more like maybe eight or nine by this point, kind of trailing behind him. I really don't know my age, but he found this little spot right around the corner of the ocean in the inlet that was a perfect launching spot for a beach cat. And that's when things really started getting exciting because now we were launching off the beach straight out into the ocean in five minutes and just going all over, finding little sandbars way out to sea, you know, just shallow enough to like make a wave feather and break and really get a thrill out of it. Um, yeah. So, um, all right, let's, let's, let's hear about uncle Anthony. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's super cool. I, I can't wait to keep hearing about your dad and your guys' um, experiences together surfing cats. But, um, you know, I just, I, I can't get my, you know, out of my head ever since, ever since I was a very young kid, you know, we were, you know, when I was a baby, we were going down to Mexico and, you know, just slowly, but surely, you know, just with mom and Nana, like getting in the water and then body surfing and stuff like that. But, you know, we were always looking up to our uncles, uncle Anthony and uncle Chris, because they actually suited up, grabbed their boards, and freaking went and paddled out, you know, and we would lose track of them. And, um, you know, we were just, <laughs> we were just, we just looked up to them so much. I remember like helping them wax their boards, you know, like using the comb. We thought it was so cool, like just to be any, you know, to be in with them in any way, shape, or form. And we'd walk down the beach with them to wherever they were gonna paddle out on the beach. and. You know, they'd be pointing things out. They'd be pointing riptides out and inside sandbars and seals and dolphins and and just all the stuff. And that's that's where that's where it started for for me with him. And then like every he would come down every Christmas. So that was kind of like our only chance to actually get in the water together. So early on, you know, he would if it was small enough, he would he would swim out and he would push me while I was paddling on like a little potato chip shortboard <laughs> and and get me far enough out like basically into the middle zone you know he would he would do full-on duck dives with me if it was a big white water he would catch up to me swimming get over top of me grab the rails and sink the board down super deep tell me to take a deep breath and like <laughs> angle me out 
and sh and I'd shoot out, and he'd just be like, paddle, screaming, paddle, paddle. <laughs> and it was like, you, we really got the, the full experience, like, pretty much right off the bat. You know, we, we were ducking under waves, and, and then we would get to a point where we could kind of catch our breath for a second and search for one of those reforms. And that was, you know, that was my first wave. He turned me around. He's like, this is the one. He's like, you're not going straight to the beach. You're going down, down the beach. Just keep looking down the line. And, and he chip shotted me into one and I popped up right away. You know, I had been riding whitewaters by myself for years. Mm -hmm. And I just remember popping up and just like getting it, getting into the flow, like of, of rising and falling down the line, like basically pumping. I was, I was skateboarding by that point. So I kind of like, it all came together in one fell yeah, swoop. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and now, like, after years, um, you know, he was always up in Santa Cruz. He always lived up in Santa Cruz. And when we were, like, in sixth grade about there, we would start going up in the summers, hanging out with Uncle Anthony. He was working during the day. He would set us up with boards and bikes. And we would, me and my bro would shoot down to Cal's Beach and, and Steamers Lane, like, every day for a month in the summer and that was when we actually like kind of be became surfers you know we it was mm -hmm. up to us no one was telling us when and wh where to go and we were kind of exploring the town and riding bikes so you know he really gave us all the tools to to do that and then when he would get off work we would link up and he would really take us surfing he would take us out of town up to davenport and and that's just you know, he really, he really taught us how to be surfers. Like Santa Cruz surfing is so different than Southern California surfing. You don't just get to pull up to a parking lot and the, the waves right out there, you pay and you walk out and you jump in the water. It's like, there's always a hike. There's all these elements to it. Like if, you know, you gotta stay on the path. If, you, if your wetsuit's hanging and dragging through the bush and then you get poison oak all over your body, you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> the water's seriously cold, you know, you got to have a good wetsuit, booties and a hood most of the time. Um, there's seals all over the place, you know, there's kelp all over the place. There's, you know, real locals that look at you nasty and like heckle you, you know. <laughs> it, was, it was our first with all of that. So he's just, he's, he's at the pinnacle of the, of the surfing pyramid in, in our family still. You know, to this day, he still, you know, drops the biggest, heaviest waves. He finds them in the session, you know, and everybody, most of the time, they're always talking about Uncle Ant's waves. So he's an he's a easy choice and uh, a great ro role model for all of us, you know, to try to aspire to be great surfers like he is. Um, right on. So a little, yeah, little bit about him. That's uh, That's so funny about, like, good, you know, good surfers aren't just the people like riding the waves the best. I mean, they can be, you know, but just the guy that's always in position and, and like nabs the, the wave, the, the, the wave of the session that comes through and, and that surfer's on it, you know, it's, it's funny. So when you were talking, you were talking about like your first wave and going down the line, it actually reminded me going back to the end of what I was saying, how my dad found this spot um, you know, it was like, it was the inlet, but just right around the corner from the ocean. And so I'm remembering now how my sailing and surfing kind of overlapped for a while. When I started surfing, I was still like a Grom. I couldn't drive to the beach. I couldn't, 
you know, like get myself to the ocean. So I remember like, okay, so it's a 10, maybe 11 years old. Like I got my first surfboard and I used to just bring it with me to this little spot where we would sail from. And I don't know what compelled me. Maybe it was the ferries going in and out, but occasionally there would be a wave in there. And I honestly learned how to surf in this inlet spot where we used to launch from. And all these times we'd go sailing. My dad would be like, yeah, you want to go sailing? Yeah, yeah. And I'd throw my board in the car too. And most of the time there wasn't a wave, so we'd just go sailing. Um, But every once in a while, and I started to tune in to like when it would break and what conditions were happening that day and allowed it to break. Um, But I, I started like getting getting waves in this little inlet spot you know and it's just you know like i think people on long island will know if they know but i'm gonna i'm gonna protect it for a while because i think it still kind of breaks and does its thing actually i'm not sure i haven't checked back (laughs) but one of my best experiences in surfing one of the first times i went down the line it all came together like i caught the wave myself like i knew where to line up because i've been trying to catch these waves for so long I I knew where it was going to break, like everything, you know, and I knew I had to turn down the line, but I never really did it well. I got this wave. I stroke into it. I like set my rail, turned down the line and it was just natural. I started going up and down the face of the wave, you know, up to the top and down to the bottom, up to the top and down to the bottom, up to the top and down to the bottom, like just the whole way down the line. My heart exploded, (laughs) but to really top it off, I, I like hear shouting and I turn around and look up at the beach and my dad's working on the sailboats, tinkering, always doing something with the boats, changing parts. He's got both hands in the air, yes. fist pumping like, woo, like shouting for me. And he saw it. I was like, no way. After all these months and maybe even years of trying to get this wave by myself, nobody seeing me do anything. The first time I make that breakthrough, he saw it and it was just like, cheering for me and i was so excited that i actually didn't paddle back out i ran into the beach <laughs> and i run up to him I'm like did, did you see that like knowing full well he saw it oh man and he's like so yeah great. i saw it get back out there and do it again yeah, yeah <laughs> and that yeah. session that was breakthrough session for me because like three or four more times i caught a wave i turned down the line and i rode it and it was just like i i think i'll never forget that that's a yeah that's a huge breakthrough right there oh my gosh yeah you'll never forget those breakthroughs in that in that they both happen for us you know with these surfing inspirations that we're talking about that's pretty great um, yeah yeah I, I remember much the same like uncle ant was super stoked after that wave you know like because i he he was swimming around so he, he like he was still stuck out there and i was way on the inside he saw the whole thing. He saw my little head bobbing and weaving all the way down the line. He saw me kick out with the, you know, the, I was probably had my hands up. I was probably claiming it super hard, you know, and then I, and somehow like, I just, I do remember making it back out to him and being able to like share that with him, like right then and there. Um, but it's so, so epic. So let's keep, let's keep flowing down the line. Um, but some uh, like the stories that really solidify of you know it for me that uh, you know Uncle Ant was just the top top tier surfer in the family and really anywhere like I we never surfed spots there, that there were like a lot of pros around so we never got to see like super high level of surfing so basically anytime we surfed with Ant it was like that was the best surfing we had seen to date in the mm-hmm. water with him. And I just remember, like, when we, we started doing 
Thanksgiving up in Santa Cruz every year. So it was just like, you know, your heart would start beating like a month before, like and your mind would start going like, oh my gosh, this, I know it's gonna be the biggest surf I've ever dealt with. It's gonna be freezing cold. And there's, you know, just all the things. And like probably when, when we were finally, you know, we were old enough to paddle out, we're probably 14 and we're paddling out in big, big old point reef waves, you know, double overhead for us back then. It was just overhead for Uncle Anth and all those guys. And I remember, you know, we were always just like sitting off on the shoulder, like trying to stay out of the way for one, and then just being in the position to dart for the channel when that big, you know, almost close out sesh would, um, set would come in. And I just remember like watching Anth get wave after wave and he was, he was dropping down way into the flats and like banking a huge bottom turn and just coming like 12 o'clock straight up and just sending so much spray. And I was so proud. I was like, that's, you know, that's our uncle. And like, <laughs> that's my uncle. People were kind of tying us to him. So they were, you know, the locals were a little bit cooler to us. They still would be like, stay the fuck out of the way. You know, like, <laughs> you guys were almost in the way there. Don't, you know, don't let it happen again. Um, <laughs> but the one thing that kind of like this, this one wave turned my, turned my thinking like, to a different level, watching him take this wipe out. Like he'd gotten so many good waves uh, that day, but and we're right on the shoulder, just like our eyes are locked on him. And he takes like the biggest wave of the session. He's super late and he gets like, he gets stretched out, like his arms kind of like come up over his head. He gets like really tall and he just slowly just like falls onto his back right in the trough and like the lips just launching over the top of him and, oh. and chaser and i are thinking that's the last time we're ever gonna see uncle like <laughs> that's the worst position we've ever seen anybody and we just we can't believe we just saw it all go down and so <laughs> then it, you know then we're just like scrambling for the shoulder trying to get through the set we're all worried about uncle Anth. And we see him like pop up on the inside and all in the white, you know, white water everywhere. And he's visibly and like you could hear him. He's just cracking up. He's just laughing. And <laughs> that, you know, that really helped me like, you know, to this day, I think about that wipeout and I think about how he handled it, how he came up laughing. And it's just it's helped me so many times in my in my surfing career where, where you're just you found yourself in the worst case possible, but you just got to keep your mind from going to, I'm dead, you know, I'm dead, I'm not coming up to, I'm fine. People have been in way worse positions than this and they pop up. So just, you know, take your beatings and, and uh, live to tell about it. <laughs> oh, that's a good story. Yeah, I mean, geez, there's so I remember so many stories just between you and me talking about Uncle Anthony. So I love hearing these. You know, it's just always, always a pleasure to hear. You know, your, your influences, influences. You know, yeah. or inspirations. But uh, you know, now I, I just had another memory now of like, I remember this one time. Uh, I guess it was a hurricane passed through because it was definitely like September, October. And another one of the guys that kept his boat on the beach there, 
there was like a crew. It was like it was like a little sale club, you know, unofficial. You know, it was there was yeah. no like structure or anything like that. It was just like four, five, six Hobie Cat sailors that just loved it, you know. Yeah. And one of the guys was a nutcase. <laughs> and uh, so after this storm passed through, and you could just tell by the you know going there every weekend and all the time after my dad's work, you started to really get to know the texture of the water, the way the water moved. You could see when the tide was flooding. You could see when it was going out. Yeah. Uh, and this one day, you could just tell, like, man, out in the ocean, it's rough. Yeah. So they decide, like, my dad's like, nah, it's a little too big. We, you know, we shouldn't go out. And I'm like, oh, come on, we can do it. We got it. And he's like, no, nah, no, you know, it's not right. So, I mean, a lesson right there and knowing your limits, you know? Yeah. And uh, But so this guy, Pete, rolls down to the beach, and he's like, Oh, you're here. Great, Pascal. Let's uh, let's go out. Let's go sail. And my dad's like a little hesitant, you know, but this is another full grown man sailor, you know, so that's a different story. Right. So, you know, I guess through I don't remember exactly, but a little little discussion and they decide they're going out. And I'm like, oh, sweet. All right. So I'm getting all suited up. I got my life vest on. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. You're not coming. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, of course I'm coming. Bullshit, when, have you I'm ever, not coming. <laughs> when have you ever told me I'm not coming sailing? Yeah. So I was kind of bent out of shape over that. But uh, I remember, so my mom was with me and I remember watching them starting to sail out. And as they started turning the corner, we like drove the car to like the next couple block over so that we could get around the corner a little bit and you know regain our sighting of them and i could just tell by the way the mast was moving that it was hairy out there you know and they were like barely moving but the boat was like just charging and i guess they must have been like really like beating into the wind because they were just like tight tight sails you know hitting like waves but like it was a it was kind of a smooth movement but 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 not a lot of progress you know and they were fighting tide fighting wind and then they finally get out there and kind of lost sight of them. And then they came back flying, flying like an hour later, soaking wet, you know, as you usually are sailing a Hobie cat, even if there isn't much wind. Right. And, uh, you know, and then of course they come back and tell me the whole story and how it was so rough and they're happy they didn't take me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I was sour about it for a couple of days that I didn't get to go on that, that adventure. But uh, it was it was one hell of a sight to watch those two guys go out there and do their thing, you know, and, and see it from land and and kind of it gives you something to aspire towards because, you know, as much as I wanted to go, I kind of I had a lot of respect for them. I knew deep down, you know, I guess I didn't belong out there. If they're honestly telling me these guys had me hiking out on the, you know, the rail, you can get out, put a harness on and hike out. They dunked me in the water. We flipped the boats. We went through all kinds of things. So if they're right. telling me, you know, you can't go, it must've been like legit. You can't go. Yeah. They were worried about just keeping themselves all together, let alone Pretty a little crumb, like clawing yeah, onto your dad's back or something. I mean, I'm sure you would have been fine, but, um, yeah, yeah. Well, they weren't taking that risk, but that's yeah, exactly. They and that's what they said when they came back. They were both like humbled and like, wow, that was hairy. Yeah, that you was, know, and it was just was raw. It was pretty humbling to see you know two men that I held in really high regard as sailors and just watermen come back humbled, like you know. Uh, and my dad being like, kind of like, almost he wished he hadn't gone. You know, <sighs> I'd have to, I'd have to re-ask him about that and see if he remembers that story. Right. Yeah, I think that uh, that puts us nicely, like just into the end, you know, the end of this recording, and just talking about like those key things that you really walked away from. Those, you know, now looking back, 
mm. what what they've accumulated too. And, yeah, uh, for sure. And we kind of even touched on it in the beginning, but it, you know, hard not to do because these people taught us so much. But uh, yeah, I mean, for sure, humility. You know, like learning how to respect the ocean and know, like, no matter how good you are at what you do, the ocean can just be better. You know, <laughs> be bigger, be stronger. You know, and then and then especially the things that I'm really proud of walking away from you know, being a sailor all those years is, and, and with my dad is, is just learning how to, to look at invisible things, you know, tides and, and wind and, and swell and, and well, you know, they're, they're invisible, the energy and the wind, but you see the effects those invisible things have and, and to learn how to be sensitive to, you know, the movement of the, the trees and the water and the way the water looks and which way it's moving. And that's something that I'm really proud of because I feel like a lot of people, miss out on those visions you know and they don't see things that it's it's right in front of your face Mm -hmm. but if you don't know you don't know you know and and you don't really take observation to it until someone really tells you you know and uh that's that's for sure what i walk away from and and carry with me as a surfer here on out absolutely like most of those things ring true for uncle anthony same way you know it's just Mm. in, in a little bit different way like humility sure. you know and, and always respecting the water he he was definitely the first person to tell me never turn your back on the ocean you know what mm. while we're while we're out there like just walking out you know and i turn back to look at the to the shore see if mom you know mom or nana's watching or where chase and uncle chris are and he's like dude eyes on the prize like there's always there's always a wave coming to coming to get you um and surprise you if if you're not like really keeping your eyes on the ocean at all times um and then you know just like the respecting the whole act of it like uncle ant is so good at it like he he's always prepared he's always got like snacks and and cold drinks and like the right gear you know he's got two wetsuits he's got he's got a three boards you know he's got he's he's ready for whatever's you know thrown at him and yeah, yeah. He, That's something you definitely picked up for yeah, sure, I can and, see. And he's just like what we always talk about and, and passing this on to our students and, and trying to get people to be like, doesn't really matter what the ocean looks like. It's like you, you have this opportunity, you got everything, you're here, you got to go surfing. Like it's all going to add and accumulate to a better knowledge, you know, being fit, more fit and just like at the end of it, you know, talking about how he he does such a good job of, you know, before, during, and after. He really just ties it up. Like, even after a shitty surf, you know, he's got a cold beer, and we're sitting in the truck listening to good music and just, like, feeling that high of being in the ocean and, you know, being w- with somebody that you love and love to share it with. And it just, it's just a, it's just a great addition to your life and and the the whole lifestyle and he really passed that on to us and you know no matter where we are in the world when we get together it's like that's that's on the radar and we can do that together and Mm. um you know i can't thank him enough for that yeah it's so special hearing hearing about that and and, you know being able to talk about these two guys it's had such a huge impact on our lives um yeah you got anything else dad I think that's it. I think that uh, that covers it pretty well. Yep. Well, if you guys aren't subscribed to the Coopcast, you're kooking. 
Get on iTunes, you can go to Player FM, you can go to iHeartRadio, there's like 20 of these things that's hosting the KoopCast. Go find it, subscribe, rate, review, hook it up. What are you waiting for? <laughs> and then get out there and surf. That's right, guys. Stay in the water and uh, check in soon, Coach. Woo! Good talking. Oh, yeah.